welcome to Stuffology Airlines. I am your beautiful captain today, known as Trish, and we're all excited that you guys chose us as your choice of carrier for today during this vacation and season of COVID-19. Sounds fun, right? And smart? <laughs> I guess not. But anyway, today it will be a smooth ride. And as far as turbulence, that's all going to be up to you. I have three beautiful flight attendants with me today by the name of Francis, Adriana, and Tiffany. They will be somewhere in the cab in the cabin observing you as you're assisting yourself. As your number one airline, we are not allowing any one of you on board without a beautiful master coffin. They are not responsible for assisting you with any luggage that you have packed and now cannot lift up into a bin. The open galleys that you see located in the front and the back of the aircraft are not meant for yoga, daycare, meetings, or a petting zoo or to observe and poke your amazing crew members. This is a workspace provided for the crew, so please give them 50 feet. The little button next to the toilet is meant for you to press, which allows the flush after every usage in a little area not too far away that is labeled trash. It's actually your trash, so please do not decorate the floor. It is definitely unnecessary. When walking by collecting trash, and if you assume that one is calling you trash, well, life tends to have a lot of shoes so that fit, so no apologies will be distributed at this time. With that being said, welcome aboard. Enjoy this ride. If you have any questions at all, just rest your eyes and read a book because all call lights have been deactivated. Enjoy. Hey, ladies. Hello. Hi. I wasn't ready for that announcement, were you? <laughs> like, wow, he really did it with the intro. Of course, girl. I had to say something cute real quick. So this Trish on the call, not Mike. <laughs> What's going on, ladies? Oh, you know, living the dream. Everybody still unemployed. That furloughed, that furloughed dream. <laughs> oh, y'all got furloughed. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, I'm done. <laughs> I'm hopping off this call immediately. <laughs> Real quick, ladies, I wanted people to know who you guys are. So. Give a little introduction. Uh, Miss Adriana, do you want to start with us real quick? Oh, my goodness. Um, what I mean, what do you want? Just a quick, like, hi and... Yeah, hi, bye. Let the people know. I mean, of course, they know we all fly this and Just let them a little something about yourself real quick. Um, yeah, I'm Adriana. I work with these three lovely people. Um, been flying for three years. That's about it. <laughs> Tip, you got anything you want to say? I mean, unfortunately, I had to have training with all of you, so now I'm stuck with you guys, but no, I don't really have anything either. Francis, you got anything? Well, so yes, hey y'all, it's Francis here. Um, uh, yes, I've met these three lovely individuals, what, three years ago, um, and it has been great ever since, but other than that, um, I'm here to see what this podcast is about to be about, because, I mean, it's bringing us all together once again, and I love it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so as you can tell, this is going to be our aviation podcast. I'm very excited because I have three of my favorite class members, three of my rider guys, and three of my go-to. Actually, y'all were the first three that I actually um, got with the first, well, right before training and the first day of training. So these are actually my day ones. So I'm excited to have them on. Um, as you can see, everybody's going to have a different personality, and you will be able to tell who's who. 
As far as Miss Adriana, I'm going. I'm going ahead and do their introduction since they don't have much to say. Miss Adriana is my God little redhead. She's the bubbly one. She's the photographer. She's the one to try to keep the peace and the crystals. You have the Tiffany. crystals, obviously. Yes. <laughs> you have <laughs> Tiffany, Miss Italian, Big Booty Judy. She's the one that wants hey. to throw hands with everybody, whether you look at her cross eyes or not. <laughs> That's going to be Tiffany. She's like, "What do you want to do?" So I'm like, okay, girl, call your nerves. And then we got Miss Francis, the high one, the one that will wake you up at five o'clock in the morning and start singing. She is the the hype man of the group. She will be the one that will have you twerking from 7 a.m. to 3 8. No, girl, you'll go to sleep about like 10, 10 or 11. So yeah, we'll we'll get those office hours together. But yeah, we are here today. We just want to share with you a little bit of our aviation journey, a little bit of the tea. Because this is our Jump Seat Chronicles. You ladies ready? I think so. So being that, again, that we have, we are classmates and that we started train, training together, um, what were some good experiences that you guys enjoyed from training? Uh, what was training like for you guys? Six weeks of what the fuck is happening. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was thinking Six about Six weeks of night. eating snacks to stay awake. And just all the pictures of us studying and Mike and I taking pictures because you t- you fell asleep. <laughs> oh my God. Y'all remember the picture of... Uh, A whole it? album. <laughs> who took the picture of me um, standing over Francis with my um, with titties? You might stuff my shirt. We were already talking about this. I got all the tea. I got all the receipts. I got all the... (laughs) It was a lot. I'll send them to you, Francis. I'll send them to you. (laughs) I was like, titties? I don't remember. (laughs) You were fully asleep. (laughs) Oh, there we go. There we go. My favorite videos from training uh, were every time I poked Mike's butt and he screamed. Like a little yeah. of that too. <laughs> Maybe I should have said leave that out too. No. <laughs> the best one yeah, in that audio clip. Oh, oh that's so the one that I'm thinking about. Yeah, the one when I edit it over and over. Holy shit! Y'all were always jealous of me. What about you, Tiff? What 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 fun parts did you have? I don't know. I feel like all of us getting. I mean, obviously, there's the good and the bad of getting to know people especially being so, like, condensed. But our class, and whoever listens to this knows this is the truth, 3 of 17 mm-hmm. shits on everybody else. So our class, like, that was the best part, is that for the most part, even though people maybe didn't have the same personalities or whatever, like, I feel like we supported each other. We're crazy as hell. <laughs> and the instructors being like, "Can you guys stop?" Or like, "No, we really can't." No, so sorry. Really. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Go to the next class. <laughs> like y'all fucked up the hiring process. Sorry. Yeah, you let too many of but us. They, in. <laughs> they dealt with us after a while, though. I think they really enjoyed our class anyway. Oh, like, because sir. like well, we I did my whole. Right, right. I did my whole emergency equipment like that exam. I did that with a Jamaican accent the whole time. And I was like, all right, let me stop. Let me stop. She's like, no, no, keep going. I said, okay. That thing was too funny. It helped me, though, y'all. It really did. It did help me. It made me feel more calm doing it. And, yeah. Yeah, I, so, I think the it, it was nice having the mixture of trainers, too. True. Um, the, different yeah. per, oof, the different personalities and, um, oof, my bad, Jaya. Oof, some, oof. 
Something in my mouth. My bad. Anyway. The div- <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> the different personalities uh, between Julia, Caitlin, who we had, Christian. I remember Julia told me she was the one that actually saw my video interview. And she said, that you remember? She, she said the um, way she remembered it was because I was waving my hands in the beginning saying, hey, y'all. And she's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> we know what's going on now. But yeah, it, it was pretty good. I do agree. I think we had a really, a really good team. Uh, we were all very supportive. We laughed together. We cried together. Um, and it felt like a huge family. I don't know if yeah. I can't say the same for now. I don't know what everybody else got going on. But I'm happy at the fact that we were all still able to stay in touch, especially with this whole furloughing situation going on. So that means a lot to me. So, yeah, we, we had a lot of good parts. I know Adriana mentioned, too, about eating. We were, I know I gained some weight. The shit I brought to training, I couldn't fit during training. Your pizza, pizza burritos. <laughs> oh my God, we used to just roll up these pizzas and eat them like a burrito. And then we'd go to that taco truck all the time. Oh, and then Tiffany would bring like sheets of cookie dough. I can't even, I look back at photos from training and I'm like, oh, <laughs> wow. There it is. That's two of me. My snacks, uh, the, the homemade trail mix. Oh my we god, the homemade real mix from the dollar store. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit. <laughs> uh, well, it wasn't it wasn't too bad the way that we ate. I will say this, Adrian. Can y'all hear me? Can y'all hear me? Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> um, Adriana, you had you started me uh eating like raw carrots. Like I never really ate raw carrots like that. But you had that with hummus from Trader Joe's, had me hooked for life. So by all means, you had some good habits too. You had some good habits. I tried yeah. eating some Adriana stuff, and I was like, it's a no-go for me. <laughs> it was too healthy. <laughs> you remember the shrimp wraps? <laughs> yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I forgot about those. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, try these. I said, okay, girl. Y'all know I don't really eat from everybody. So I was like, yeah, girl, let me. I trust you. Oops. Yeah, my spring roll wraps. What would be some of the moments that you guys dislike? I can't. I mean, I think training... For me personally, like I was studying for my second degree at the time and I definitely like there were times where I just felt like so overwhelmed with all of it. And Mm -hmm. the idea that, you know, you like don't do well on a test and you go home and it's like, oh, great. Like I gave up, you know, I moved up here. I told people that I'm doing this. I don't want to go home. Like I don't want to fail. I don't I don't really think other than that, though, there were any like bad moments of training that I look back on and I'm like, I wish that didn't happen. Like I feel like overall. I look back and I'm like, I kind of like, it makes me happy. Like it was just such a fun, like crazy time, but we were all in the same boat of being stressed together. So I don't know. I was going to say, I can attest to what you're saying about, you know, in terms of just like getting through training, because again, we did just drop everything. You know, a lot of us quit our jobs, you know, and just went into this training where it's just like, okay, if we pass, then bombies, we have a career. If we don't, we going back home. And who wants to take steps back? So for me, it was that. And having to be outside after I didn't pass my emergency drills and just sitting there thinking, like, am I about to go home? Like, I can't. So that probably, I would say, yes, that was probably one of the worst moments that I had in training. Other than that, it was fun. That baby was crying. (laughs) Y'all know she good. But, hey, she was not the only one, though. I mean, anytime somebody did, though, everybody was like, 
you know, yeah. you're okay, you got this. Yeah. Like, even if it wasn't like your favorite person, that's also, I just want to say, Adriana, so everything was good about training minus you trying to die. <laughs> Whatever, honestly. Oh my God, I was going to bring that up. That just proves I was sick of you guys and I wanted out. Girl, it was like week one. That was like week one, week two. Being that I was the only sober one at the moment, I will go ahead and tell the story. These bitches tried to kill me. So okay, nobody tried to kill you. You're fine. Dramatic. Was they were trying to make my last day on Earth single de Mayo, and I wasn't happy. (laughs) (laughs) We went to. Okay, so we went to, uh, what was it, Cecilia? Is it called Cecilia's? Cecilia's. Cecilia's. Where's Cecilia's from? Is it Golden Girls? <laughs> but we went to Cecilia's. And uh, my friend is allergic to peanuts. <laughs> so being with her, uh, her experience living in San Diego, and since San Diego does not put, as she say, peanuts, uh, peanut butter in their red sauce, what did you order? I just a cheese enchilada with red sauce. Yeah, so it was a cheese enchilada with red sauce, and I mean, don't nobody wouldn't nobody think that we would be putting peanuts anyway in any Mexican dishes. So we're all sitting at the table, and you know we're laughing and talking, and we're kind of looking cross-eyed at a few others. Some of us are drinking, and <laughs> and next thing you know, I look at Adriana. I'm like, "Are you okay?" And she's like, "No." She's like, something's wrong. I'm like, oh, shit. What the fuck is going on? And so, kind of find out she's having an allergic reaction because they have peanuts in the sauce. So, being that me, Tiff, and Adriana were living in the same crash pad at the time, we're like, okay, we got to go. We got to get this bitch to the hospital. And we're like, do you have an EpiPen? This bitch didn't have an EpiPen. Okay, so we really got to go to the hospital. So she has one. What, not on. I said, did I not have it with me? Wow. No. You didn't have it with you. You didn't have it. You didn't have it I am a you. stupid hoe. I mean, you <laughs> so we get her. I so, forgot about that. Wow. So being my mom that, was so disappointed. So <laughs> she was the only one. We all came from different states. So she was the only one that had her car at the time in San Francisco. So we took her car to the hospital. But guess who drove <laughs> to the hospital? She did. So we're like, <laughs> oh, I couldn't drive. When I say she did not trust anybody driving her car, the most I was able to drive her car at that moment was to the parking. To when we got to the hospital, no, it's not that I didn't parking. trust anyone to drive the car. It was like I was like, I'm getting in the car. And I'm like, I have control issues. Okay, I don't know what you want to hear. I was like, again, I was the only, she was she was having an allergic reaction. Her eyes crossing. Tiffany was half drunk. Mm. And I'm the only mm. one. I'm like, let me drive. So, but I was in the back seat. So we got Adriana about to die driving. <laughs> Tiffany, she's giving directions and she's telling us, run the red light. There's no one coming. I'm like, Tiffany, I'm not going to go. This car just accident. They're like zooming by. No one's coming. Bitch, that car just yeah. went by. So we made, as you, I mean, we're still here. So we made it safely. So yeah, but they tried to kill me, and I'm sticking to that story. I think it brought us closer together. I think it's fine. <laughs> In that nasty ass hospital. Oh my gosh, I thought I needed like was, a tetanus shot for that. 
they literally had no clue what they were doing. Didn't they give you the wrong paperwork? They gave you like yeah, some, they gave like, me someone else's paperwork. paperwork. They didn't even give me like the right medicine. They I had gave... to go back to another place the next morning because I was still having issues. Yes, they gave you what? Pepto-Bismol. Yeah, it was what? that stupid. <laughs> shit. Like, you guys have no clue what you're doing. I'm like, this has happened before, unfortunately. So I'm just gonna need you to give me IV of this, this, and this. Like, listen, I'm, I'm practically doctor. Uh, yeah that that was one moment do y'all have any you don't have to share if you don't want to any personal moments like as far as outside of training that it affected because training was a lot i know i quit school because of training um well i can tell you one i know for me um and again y'all don't have to get too personal this is just me being open with mine um i had shit going on well for one i had to quit school um, because I was in stats, and I was like, this is not going to work. I quit my job already. I have this job. Um, I need to make sure I keep this job. Because, again, y'all, for those of y'all who don't know, once you make it a training, you still have to make it past training. Once you make it past training, you still have to um, get past your IOE. And then once you get all your certifications and everything, then that's when you can be officially a flight attendant. So we still have processes that we had to go through that were – um, very overwhelming because, again, this was new to us, a lot of us. And I know, like, day two, I get a call, like, hey, do you still go with such and such? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, well, they're on a dating app. Bitch, send me the screenshot. Let me see what this bitch doing. So I had to cuss this bitch out during training. So it actually affected my relationship as well. Um, and I know a lot of other people dealt with, which is hard being, if you don't have somebody that's secure, um, enough to deal with you being away from home during training, if you don't live in that state, it messes up your relationship at times too, which was actually mostly a good thing for me, um, because I was able to find gold after that. So I know it, it affects a lot of people personally, and this is not nothing to be said, like to be have a sad moment because I'm actually happy. Because I was going through a lot anyway before then. Um, so it, it being a flight attendant isn't all glamour. We have fun on layovers and everything like that, but it takes a toll. It takes a toll. Do y'all agree? Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I I can say for me, it was like in terms of like just training into like when we first started flying, like maybe like that first six months, maybe a year for some. But <laughs> You know, but financially, it was a strain, and that affected me emotionally. I'm sorry, it did. Like you said, it can be, it can look luxurious and things of that nature. Yes, I can travel, I can go here, I can go there. But when I don't have the money to fund me going here, I don't know how that's luxurious. I just don't know. So, like, yeah. I will say, it's it's a it's it's one of those things where you really have to understand that it's a sacrifice in the beginning, and like. It'll pay off in not in the end, but as you stay, you know, in there. And I think that's another reason why people get so um, they stay with the job for so long because they're just like, oh well, you know, I have to stay this amount of years to get you know, this amount of money or you know get this seniority. And by that time, you've been there for like twenty years, and you like you you still want to do this? You're like, yep, because they're just you know used to it. But um, for me, again, like I'll say, it was it was the financial aspect that kind of that transition. You know, that was a little hot. Yeah, it, it, it was the first time it forced me to, because I was actually good financially before I came. But it, for, it put me in a, predict, a, a position to where I had to buy groceries from the Dollar Tree and Target. 
I'm like, girl, who do that? And as, as they mentioned the pizza rolls, that was my main dish. Pizza <laughs> <laughs> rolls, pizza, yes. <laughs> that shit was good, though. I think a lot of people don't realize what a big sacrifice it is. And I had never, like, for me, like, I had kind of just, like, stumbled into the job. I had never thought about applying for an airline. And mm -hmm. I had a friend that was working as a gate agent. I applied and then, you know, ended up with the job. I hadn't ever thought about applying to any other airline. And, I, you know, I think that people think you're, like, jetting around and which... At a certain point, like, yes, like, the flight benefits are amazing, the schedule flexibility, but, man, that first year was miserable. Like, it was like, you know, you're running on three hours of sleep, you're crying because you're tired, someone, like, yells at you over a drink, and you're like, eh, I'm sorry, I just it's been a rough day. It's a lot to give up. Like, how many birthdays and holidays did you miss that first year? that everyone else is going like we're on the plane christmas morning thanksgiving easter birthdays oh my and like God. you're getting chewed out over not having the drink that they want and you're like i'm missing big events in my life to get you from point a to point b so it's definitely a sacrifice that i feel like a lot of people don't like realize unless you're in the industry not to mention um that leads into uh reserve being on reserve, a.m., p.m., midday, getting a call at 3 o'clock in the morning, and them bitches mm -hmm. telling you you're going on a trip that you don't want to go to, and they're having to argue with the company you work for. We want to oh, I want to say his name, but I'm not going to. But we know who it is. Sir, you know who you are. You made my life a living hell, okay? He it's 3 o'clock in the morning. Why am I arguing with you about going to on a turn when I'm supposed to have a three- or four-day trip? But why am I going to Boston and then got to go to Fort Lauderdale right after? Like, what's going on in the same damn day? So it, just, it was a lot. It was, but was, a lot. it was an adjustment. That's it true. It was an adjustment. That's true. But I will say, we do have those good moments. Because when I got that 3 o'clock call and they said, oh, you got a four-day and you're going to Cancun, I was like, and that's fine. <laughs> I'll do that. So, like, there are some good moments. But, yes, reserve was not that beautiful. I feel like they specifically sprinkled them in there. Like when they knew you were about to hit your breaking point, they'd be like, let's send her to Hawaii. Mm -hmm. And then you'd go and you'd be like, I love my job. And then right. the they'd be like, you're doing a DCA turn. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> it was strategic. I don't believe it was, it was. It was all random. They knew. It was. Well, I've never had that experience. Yeah. They said, throw this bitch on turns. And I just cried. I, I got to the point to where I just started sending emails. But by the time we were able to get on like long call and stuff, I was just like, oh, okay. yeah. You went through a struggle with them. Girl, did I? Yeah. You stayed in what? New Jersey? Stayed oh, in New Jersey. Oh, my edges. And see, I was fine, <laughs> I was fine going to New Jersey. It was I was fine with the transcon trips. It was just I didn't want no fucking turns. And like they were giving it all to the junior people. I'm like, it doesn't make sense because you're supposed to give it to me first. I'm like, what about me? <laughs> so it, it, it was a lot going on. It was a lot going on. But, but guess what happened at our year? We all got a line at a yeah, year. Yeah. We, so that's because the good Lord knew we were all going to quit if we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was quick. I said, y'all got six more months. Listen, I'm going to give it a year. But if not, 
<laughs> so what was y'all favorite um what has been y'all favorite layover? Uh, it's gotta be between I feel like New York and Hawaii are my yeah. For different reasons, like obviously city, I can eat everything, but then also Hawaii, like the beach, eat everything. <laughs> yeah, we have, we have fun. I'm trying to I eat. We have fun. I miss Dallas. That was one of my favorites, like the magnolia and those cookies and In the haunted hotel. I know it was haunted. <laughs> I only had one ghost experience, <laughs> and I feel like I I like grew because of it. <laughs> um, it just made me into the person that I am today. But... <laughs> yes. I mean, obviously Hawaii and like Mexico, New York. I don't know. We had a lot of. We have a lot of good layovers. I've never done a Mexico. I did my first one right before shit went down with this pandemic. Same. Have y'all done a um? What is it? The um, oh, what is that? What is that city? Look, at that. I don't even travel no more. Costa, <laughs> what is that city? Costa, what is it? Costa, did we go to Costa Rica? Costa Rica, yeah. Have y'all done uh, one? I no, because like, I heard that that hotel is trash. Well, and you're like, all that work you know? for 12 hours, and then it's all inclusive. But yeah. by the time you get to the hotel, you're under your thing, so um, you're gonna make it 24 hours. I'll go if not. Um, yeah. Wasn't Costa Rica didn't it take you like an hour just to get to the hotel? Yeah, so you lose and then you just leave an hour do. early. No. For a nine hour layover. I said you're eating too much food. <laughs> no. Oh, thanks. Not worth it. Yeah, I was I would say New York was one of my um DC was one of my I love um, DC. <laughs> Every time I every time I think of DC, well, you in DC, I think about your experience with the Zuma class, um, which we, we can we can get to that later. <laughs> uh, so one of my favorite layovers. LA, I would say, is one of mine because um, I like LA. Dallas was a decent one too, um, and of course, y'all already know my top pick was Orlando. Y'all know for what reason, and we we'll let mm-hmm. it be. It wasn't the people. It wasn't the it flight. It definitely wasn't the people or the Dancer. flight because trash. <laughs> trash. Trash. I will never touch Fort Lauderdale after my experience. I haven't and I refuse. That's I always fit against it. Yeah. Mike, didn't you have like 12 wheelchairs on one flight? Oh, that was a, <laughs> um, that was a veteran's flight. And I think that was like, oh, you know, okay. we had like 20 something wheelchairs. But. Those are flights I, I appreciate because they're so humble, they're sweet. Um, they actually yeah. make the flight enjoyable. So, I mean, it takes a little longer to board and to to um, whatever to to have them get off to the plane. But I don't know. That's that's a very humble and enjoying experience. I love dealing with the elderly. Um, but as far as the regular wheelchairs for a lot of them, girl, y'all can have that. <laughs> Them old, Not the regular wheelchairs, the regular people. The regular people, the wheelchairs, uh, first class. Like I've never seen a first class get trashed the way that I saw it when I did hit it one time to Fort Lauderdale from L.A. And any, especially coming from L.A. 
Like the kids had trashed all on the floor. The parents didn't care. They're running around that bitch like it's the playground. I'm like, I'm happy I'm not working this flight. This is too much for me. And they're just very needy. Yeah. I, I can't deal with the entire. I'm good on that. <laughs> Have y'all? You, been you definitely see that. The, uh-huh. I was gonna say you definitely see like how like the the demographics of like different like areas. You see how you know you can say okay, oh Fort Lauderdale, yeah, those are needy individuals. Um. Maybe something in the more Pacific Northwest, they're a little bit more, you know, just a little bit different. But yeah, so it's, <laughs> it's definitely, you see, you see how, <laughs> but you see how, um, like you can see like the different, you know, the areas of the country and how certain people are in those areas. But, um, but yeah, I mean, for me though, I will say just in terms of, hmm, like I didn't have a favorite place. I think it was more of my crew. My crew made my layovers. Um, I mean, I could say I had a like a beautiful time in Seattle, you know, a beautiful time in Seattle, but my crew was like, we had a really good time. Um, obviously with New York, like I think we did it was it's and it's funny too. Like when you have like somebody that you've been in class with, but you haven't like seen them in a long time, but then y'all have like a trip together or like y'all are like in the same city or close. Cause I remember there was one time like I was in New York and Mike, you were in Jersey, and then like we met up and went to like a drag show, and it was like it, like those moments were good. But mm-hmm. like I said, it just all depends on the people. For me, at least for me, it was because I mean, yeah, Hawaii was nice, but there was a shark out there, so it wasn't that great. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there were definitely certain routes that I would avoid. I did one time, and this was a seasonal route that we do not do anymore. It was JFK to Palm Springs. Uh, I, knew. <laughs> I have never needed a flight more in my life. First of all, I had like, you know, like half the plane were New Yorkers and didn't want to put up with any shit. The other half of the plane, I was like, you're all going to die because you're old and you're going to Palm Springs. And then the rest of the group was like, they were gays partying. And I was like, I can't handle all this. There's too much going on. I am overwhelmed. It was horrible. I will never do that flight again. And you have somebody with a bad, like, a botched job. Then you're just like, how can I help you? Yeah. I have never walked off of a flight and been like, I need a drink. But I needed a drink after that flight. Listen. Palm Springs was special. But it was nice. Anything Palm Springs, really. But that's why I liked New York and Jersey and Boston and D.C. Because those, they're not my people because I'm from Oregon. But those are my people. Like, there's yeah. no bullshit. Yes. I don't, I'm not tolerating any bullshit. They're not tolerating any bullshit. We're all good. Uh, we are all I good. did love Boston for that reason. I used to do Boston all the time. And I felt like you could, like, be like, tell someone, you know, give me a second. And they wouldn't get offended over you being, like you know, kind of more firm with them. And I liked that. So have y'all have y'all ever had to like actually get into it with the guests? <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like guests share. try to get into it with me. I think I have a face that just attracts crazy people, but <clears throat> yeah. I, I, I don't think, yeah. I, I feel like I didn't really have that much of an issue. Um, I maybe had one guy, I almost had to cuss out. And because he act like he wanted to throw his bag at me because I told him to put it up. 
Um, <laughs> I gave him this look like, okay, bitch, what's up? And he had put his bag up. Like, bitch, don't play with me. Sir, this this is not the game that you want to play. But I, have, I don't think I really had that many. I feel like it's more so the females that end up having the issue. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so I will say, though, with um, my experience that I've had on the plane, um, it was, and it was one of those things where, like, I didn't realize, like, what was going on because, you know, I was in, the, in a space of, like, you know, we, we always deal with guests that are always just irate or upset for God knows what reason, you know. But um, I had this one woman, she, you know, like I said, it was a red eye. It was a red eye, so we left, like, L.A. or SF at, like, 9 or 10 o'clock at night to get to, you know, what, JFK at, like, 6 in the morning. So everybody's sleeping, but, you know, when you come through with the car, everybody starts waking up and things of that nature. So this woman, she wanted everything, you know, under the sun, whether it was, like, a cranberry juice, a Sprite, you know, Diet Coke, whatever. But then she came to the back after we went through the, uh, we went and did service, but she was sleeping, so she came to the back and she's like, oh, you know, I want, I, you know, I want something to drink. And I was just like, you know, I gave her something to drink. She goes back to her seat, comes back. Then she says, oh, y'all never did service. Um, you know, I never got a drink. And I said, well, since you're back here, what would you like? You know, and at that time, I was setting up because we were going to do service again because we were good flight attendants on that flight. <laughs> it was a red eye, and we still did multiple services. Look at that. Anyways, um, so I'm trying to set up for service. So she comes back, and she says, oh, can I get a Sprite Zero? So I'm like, yeah, sure. So I'm going, and she comes back with her cup. So I go to pour the Sprite Zero into her cup, and she tries to snatch the, the Sprite Zero can from my hands. And I said, oh, whoa, no, no, we're not doing that. I was just like, well, you know, I'll give it to you in a cup. Unfortunately, we only have one, um, one, uh, we call it can of Sprite Zero on the plane because we only have like, what, two? Because one on each side. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know, by all means, you know, unfortunately, there are a plethora of other people on this flight, so I can't give you the can. At that point, it turns into a whole ordeal. She's arguing back and forth with me. She's saying she doesn't understand why. And I'm like, you know, and I try to explain it again. So I give her a different drink and she's satisfied with that. Um, And then, you know, she goes back to her seat and she creates more of an uproar and more of an issue. And it's just like, at that point, I didn't like, I thought she was just angry. You know, I really thought she was just angry. But then, you know, my coworker, she ended up, well, the other flight attendant, she ended up realizing that it was more of a, unfortunately, but, you know, we are in that, that that time frame, you know, where, where the climate is what it is now. But um, she was just like, no, it was a racial situation. She said, because I tried to interject and by all means, she still didn't even try to address. And she is a white, you know, white girl. So she was just like, she didn't try to listen to anything that I said, but she kept coming at you about what you were saying about, about the, you know, the drink. And I said, well, I never realized that that's what it was. But, you know, it was one of those situations where it's just like, you realize that you deal with a lot of different type of people on this plane. And it can be really, it, it, can, it can affect you because it's just like, you know, sometimes you, you may have not dealt with a situation like that. But, um, but when you do, and like you try to differentiate and you're like, no, I'm going to just remain professional, but you know what they're more coming at the person that you are or the color or whatever the case may be, it becomes, you know, it becomes more than what it is. So I say all that to say, um, just the experiences that you do have. The experiences that you have on that plane—it's—it's—it does mold you. It definitely molds you. So since since, since you kind of took it in that direction, what I like about everyone actually on this call is the fact that y'all know I, I so I get along with everybody, but I don't trust everybody. 
And one of the main reasons why I picked everybody on this call to be with me is the fact that I know that these three girls are going to have my back. So regardless of whatever the situation is, um, whether it's going to be a right or wrong situation, a racial issue, I know that I can go to, and just to let y'all, but y'all will y'all see with the photos, of course, but of course, me and Francis are black, Tiffany and Adriana are white. Uh, but I know that I can go to Adriana and Tiffany and be like, okay, this has happened to me. And there's not going to be any question about, okay, well, maybe that didn't really happen or, you know, maybe Mike is lying. It's going to be a straight up like, okay, no, that shit's not going to fly with us type situation. So when dealing with these flight crews, you have to make sure that you're basically on one accord because especially with our clientele base, and that's going to be with any airline, you're going to deal with some assholes that are just going to bring it to you, period. I know I fly, I personally fly fly lead a lot. And I do it because I'm used to having management positions. So that's the closest thing I'm going to get basically on on an aircraft. So I know that when coming on board and I'm being the first person that people see, it's like, a oh, okay, well, I guess this, this is who I got to answer to type situation. Um, compared to if I'm in the back, um, they feel like they can talk to you any type of way. So it, it is something, I mean, race is something that we have to deal with in any industry. Um, so again, that's why I definitely appreciate my friends uh, for knowing that I can trust them and them being there for me. Because it, it's definitely needed because you're up in the air and you never really know what actually is going to happen. But with that being said, also, what what is your ladies um because I know we have a lot of do not do this on a plane, which some of it I put in the introduction earlier. What are your some what are some of your do's and what are some of your don'ts that you want people to know? Like do not come on an aircraft doing this stuff like your pet peeves that you see from guests. <laughs> bins are closed that means they're full so and if i tell you oh the open bin right mm-hmm. there i mean the open bin right there i don't mean the one that's locked i don't mean the one that has emergency equipment in it or the one that's close like it's not rocket science people The worst is always when there's, like, a good-looking guy on the plane, and then he comes back with no shoes or socks on and uses the restroom, and they're like, you're foul. I hate this. You are going to lose your feet from a disease, and you're going to have to get fake feet now. It'd be so much piss on that floor. I'm like, oh, my. Like, sometimes we have to lock the lab because that shit is so dirty, and I'm not cleaning it. I'm not doing it. I'm not. Y'all have to piss in the can before I open this bitch back up. I'm not doing it. Listen, listen. It's funny that you say that about like walking into like the bathrooms, like with no shoes on and things of that nature. I had a guy in first class one time. He didn't have any shoes, and I was just like, "Well, I said, I said, I probably advise you to probably put your shoes on." I said because the bathrooms aren't aren't the cleanest, you know. He said, "Oh, well, I have a lot of dogs at home." Okay. All right. Well, when you come out with the gout or whatever toenail infection, that's on you, bro. That's on you. Life-saving disease. Oh my gosh, that makes me cringe. I, I hate when people think that um, they treat the plane like a actual restaurant that's on land. Like this is what I have. Like, if I, especially like if you like in first class, you're around the meal. They were like, "Well, do you have any more, ma'am? This is all I have." But can you go to the back and see? Uh, can you, girl? We in the air, girl. Do you want A or B? 
what do you want? <laughs> like, I, it, it's all like, or either if they have like a dietary need. Oh, I'm gluten free. Well, bitch, you should have brought your own food, girl. Oh, I'm vegan. Thank you for letting me know, but what I got to do with me? I have chicken and mm-hmm. fish. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't know what you want me to do. Like, people are aggy. <laughs> I also can't stand when people like don't make eye contact and don't treat me like a human being. Yeah. I would get so I was getting so jaded like this last year. Like if people wouldn't make eye contact with me, I just started saying, "You're welcome." Here you go. You're, oh yeah, you're welcome. All right. You're welcome. You're not gonna. If anything happens, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> 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 I hope you didn't upset me. I'm just kidding. But like. Why can't you just, I, who raised you? If if I ever treated someone like that, even to this date, my mom would smack me at 27 years old. Yeah. I just, that bugs me. Like, treat me like a human. I am helping you just at least acknowledge my presence. I mean, you just have to kind of give it back to them. I remember I had one guy going to Hawaii and another guy going, coming from Mexico. Uh, I think I did like a cobble turn or something. And they had made rude statements, so they were just acting real rude. And, of course, I'm not going to mute myself. I'm going to say what the fuck I want to say. Or either if you're in the area of me talking to another flight attendant and I'm saying what I got to say, I guess they heard whatever it was. And they actually came back and apologized to me. Like, you have to with these people. You have to stand your ground because this is mm-hmm. not your plane. Our main priority is to make sure you get from point A to point B safely. Anything mm-hmm. else moving forward is going to be a privilege at this point. I mean, yes, we'll give you water to stay hydrated, but anything else after that point is going to be a privilege. So if I ask for something, if I tell you that we have to do certain things a certain way, just because another flight attendant may have, may have done it or may not have done it, that has nothing to do with me. Sir, this is what I'm telling you now. So I that, that's another pet peeve of mine, too. I'm like, just shut the fuck up and listen. That's it. You on here for an hour. <laughs> or either I hate the ones with the, um, when we're doing like the 45 minute flights that want like eight drinks. And it's like, bitch, you're going to San- you, you're going to Vegas. I, I, don't, I don't know what you want from me. I don't know what you I want. I had a guy one day tell me we did Portland to Seattle. So like literally take off to touchdown 30 minutes at most. And usually the pilots are like, just sit down. So it was bumpy. We didn't do service. On his way out, he told me, thanks for ruining my day by not doing service. Like, it's very difficult to ruin your day, sir. Like, go to the airport. You'll be okay. So we only do water and orange juice, so I don't even know what you were hoping for. But, <laughs> like, sorry I ruined your day. Have a great one. <laughs> Have a good one. What about, okay, so I know we, we have issues with guests, right. which is going to be expected, uh, especially with customer service. But what about the crew? Because sometimes they can be worse than the guests, too. <laughs> I haven't. I I don't know. I feel like I haven't had any major issues. There was only one crew that I was pretty disappointed with how they handled the medical because they didn't, and I had to deal with it all. But I don't know. I feel like I've gotten lucky, and I've gotten along with most people that I've worked with. I feel I'm not, I'm not going to say his name. And Tiffany was actually on. It was me, Tiffany, and Chelsea oh. um, when we did the report. <laughs> but you said I was ready to throw hands. Oh my gosh! When I tell you, I told no. I, oh, at one point, I told him to shut the fuck up. Me 
<laughs> yes, he was so irritating because it was originally just us on the crew, and he picked up. He got picked up during like a portion of the crew because we had got on like a three twenty one, so we needed an extra person. So he was on there acting like this leader. His attitude was horrible, and we were trying to give him like the benefit of the doubt. But until I got close to like cursing his ass out, he saw it. His whole attitude changed. He wanted to be friends. Let me know about his life and all this shit. He was in the van talking to us like we all were the best of friends. And uh, he was like, yeah, so are you guys going out to eat or what are you doing? Like, w- once we got to our layover. And we're like, no, we're pretty tired. I said, I got to shampoo my hair. Uh, so, <laughs> so he was like, okay, cool. And we all stayed at the same hotel, of course. Man, we showered and got dressed so quick and left his ass right in the room. Like, sir, you're not coming with us. So at times, guys, not only do we have to deal with customers, sometimes, like any other job, you do have your, um, your, your, your co-workers that tend to get on your nerves. You got some that might be snitches. You got some that might be trying to come for your job. And you just got some that are just straight ignorant for no reason because of certain things that they got going on in their life. So again, this job is no better than any other job. So you're going to have, you're going to have them. Did y'all have any? I just other have examples? crazy passenger stories. I don't have any any good crew ones. <laughs> I've gotten <laughs> anything but the crew. Uh, no. I mean, okay. okay. I, I got. I, I, got I mean, it. I will say, I guess my experience. Um, okay. It came. It was, and when you talk about the crew, like. I don't know if we want to, I'm going to speak about the the new transition of, you know, where we are with the airline that we're in now. Um, and obviously there's like a difference in a sense of the type of people that work for each airline. Um, and it's, and it's one of those things where it's, it's kind of apparent. You, you can kind of see, it. you know, well, not kind of, you, you, you can. So there was this one individual, long story short, we were on the flight. It was an aircraft that required four um, flight attendants. Um, and, uh, three of those flight attendants were, uh, from the former airline and the one was from the, the new airline. And by all means, like we all, honestly, we didn't even have to know each other. It's one of those things where it's a family thing, you know, like, Hey, because I know you're from, you know, here by all means we have, we have a connection already. Um, so like one of the individuals I knew, one of them, I didn't, um, but to, you know, make the, make the story a little shorter. Uh, we had this individual who was from the, you know, from the other airline who, um, I guess had some concerns about the way that we were doing things and, or I'll say me, me, the way that I was doing things. And, you know, she proceeded to, you know, go to the back and talk to the individuals in the back about what was going on. And I'm like, you know, I, I didn't know, but you know, they eventually told me and I said, okay, well, that's where she can mess up because she should know that. Not even that we're friends, but that, you know, why wouldn't y'all tell me, you know? So she had an issue with the way that I served ice cream. People, I, I don't understand how it that was a <laughs> deal, but she had a concern with the way that I served ice cream in first girl. class. And, and she went and she addressed it to the girls in the back. And then, you know, she's like, you know, telling them, like, I can't believe she does it this way. And, da, 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 da. and I'm like, hmm, okay. But then you want to come back to the front. And you want to be, you know, hey, how you doing? Like, we have another trip together. Let's, you know, let's let's go on the layover, like you said. You know, by all means, somebody may want to go on layover with you, but you may have to, you know, give them, like, the, you know, <laughs> we're going to go and be like, okay, and, you know, you fell asleep. But um, it was funny because that ended up to the point where we actually had a trip together. Like, our next trip was my Costa Rica trip, and I actually swapped that trip 
really quick because I said, I can't work with this kind of individual. Because at the end of the day, it's all about the energy and the spirit of the individual that you're that you're around. Like you really want to know that that crew that you're with, they really have your best interest at heart. Because at the end of the day, if something occurs on this plane, at least I know that there are what five other individuals that I know, five or six that I would hope, oh, right? Hope. That I would hope that would you know at least have, you know, my life, my, you know, be concerned with my life. But when you have individuals that aren't, I mean, and that's very minimal and it's, I mean, I hate to say it's very petty, but when you have people that do something like that, you never know, like to the extent of, you know, where they're not to say loyalty, but where they're, they're caring, their concern lies for you. So, you know, um, when it comes down to your, your, your coworkers, yeah, they can, it, it, it all really matters who's on that plane with you. And I tell you one thing, if the four of us were on a plane, dream, dream team, honey, dream team. Uh, I don't know about oh, okay. all that. I'd be mad at my kids. Y'all would do what y'all want. You, you, you a first class galley queen. That's why. <laughs> hmm. I'm just saying, you know, I, I have to deal with oh. my elite customers. I didn't realize so. that we. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's better. <laughs> what? Have y'all had what? any scary experiences? Have y'all ever had any scary plane experiences, like um, almost emergency landings or actual emergency landings? Right. Actually, I know somebody that did. <laughs> you can speak. On, you can speak on it if you want. Don't, I don't worry. We already worked it out in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I had. Right before uh, Red Eye to Fort Lauderdale, I don't go to Florida anymore. I'm scarred. Uh, we were told to take our seats for takeoff, and like as we're turning onto the runway, all of a sudden we hear like screaming from in the middle of the cabin, like all these call lights going off. The pilots are calling back, and some guy blew the overwing emergency exit, tried to escape, ran towards the front of the plane, tried to open our L1 door. Um, and, like, I'd like to think, like, he was probably, like, my high, a little, like, pretty scrawny. I, I'm pretty sure I could have taken him if I needed to. But thankfully, some really awesome guys up in first class, I've never seen anyone stand up so fast in my life. Like, this guy up in first went from, like, sleeping to like he was flying across the airplane like screaming at this guy like sit the fuck down like don't move um so yeah that was fun and i didn't really realize how much it like there was so much adrenaline while it was happening and i was like oh whoa that was nuts and then i got home and i was like oh shit i almost died because if he had blown that slide like 30 seconds later i definitely think it would have been a very different situation but yeah, other than that, um and y'all y'all were take y'all off. were in the air or y'all where were y'all at exactly? Mm-hmm. That's scary. Mm-hmm. That's that's it's and I yeah. feel like with training, that's what we get trained for. And like when you actually have that experience, that's that can be a little I mean, it's like you know what to do, but it can be frightening. Well, and like the cool thing is is that we all like we all knew what to do. Like it was like you were just acting, like right. you knew what to do. We handled the situation really well. And then it wasn't until, like, a couple days later when I was having, like, nightmares about it that I was like, oh, that, like, kind of really did something to my, <laughs> to 
me psychologically but it is cool to see how like that six weeks of training it's not just to serve diet cokes which i think a lot of people Mm -hmm. you know forget about is that Mm -hmm. we're there for Mm -hmm. situations like that and when it happens and you know exactly what to do you're like oh sweet like i have my training i know what's going on and i really am the first responder in this situation Yeah, it's scary and it's crazy because I actually had mine going through Fort Lauderdale too. And I think we were like still on reserve, so we were fairly new when it happened. But I got a call in the back, and they were like, we were like an hour out before landing, and they said, well, we might have to make an emergency landing. Um, we have one hydraulic left, and if the other one goes out, then yeah, we're gonna have to do what we got to do. So at that point, I'm like. Flipping out, I'm going through my, I think at that time we had books still. So I'm going through the book, or either my phone, I'm like, okay, what do we do? How do we do it? It's it's crazy. And sometimes I wonder if there's more anxiety. I mean, it's going to be anxiety, period. But if it's more anxiety with the planned emergency or is something that's currently happening now? Because it's like that, that when it's planned, it's that anticipation of like, okay, what's going on? compared to when something's mm-hmm. going on at that moment, you got to react right then. You know, so it's, it's our jobs. I mean, our jobs are easy. This is probably the easiest job I've had, but at the same time, it gives you a lot of anxiety because you never know from takeoff to landing what exactly is going to happen at all. But I, I had thought for some reason, I thought about this other random moment. I had a funny moment. Um, a lot of people aren't aware to that you can be kicked mm-hmm. off a plane before Bye. taking off if you're intoxicated. <laughs> so if you plan on getting drunk and it shows and you smell like it before you get on the plane, anyone, you're getting kicked off. There was a moment where I tried to keep a lady and I felt so bad for her. She was the last one that came on. And I feel like the gate agents knew she was drunk, but they didn't want to really say too much. This lady came stumbling on the plane like Mary J. Blige doing her little dance. And me and the other uh, flight attendant, we noticed it. We're like, what's going on with this lady? So she comes. I think she got halfway through. No, she got to the first. We was on a three-spin one. She got to the, I guess, first. It would be the second jump seat. Actually, she just bust out and started crying. So we bring it back up front. We're like, what's going on? So her mom had just passed. So she was trying to fly from California to New York, and but she was just really loud. So the flight attendant, she was like, ma'am, let me help you to the bathroom real quick. Let me, you know, let's get you together so we can try to um, get you going. And then she walked to the bathroom. She's like, I don't need to go to the bathroom. What are we going to the bathroom for? So like, okay, girl, go ahead and go to your seat. So she ended up walking all the way to the seat where she was all the way in the back of the plane. So I'm getting calls and everything about this lady because she was in the window seat. So it was two other people that she had to get through before she could get her seat. This lady threw her purse across everybody and she she hopped over everybody to get to her seat. I'm like, oh my God. So I get back there. So I had to move. I moved the uh, two people that were sitting next to her in another seat. And I sat with her. I'm like, ma'am, are you okay? Are you going to be okay? She's still crying, talking about her mama and that, you know, she died and all this, whatever. So I'm like, damn. So 
she has music. I'm like, do you have any music? So she had a little music. I put a music in her ears. I held her hand and I gave her a hug. I'm like, are you going to be okay? I'm like, anything you need, let me know. I'll come back. And I even let the flight attendants go like, hey, I'll take care of her throughout the whole flight if you need me to. I just want to get her from point A to point B. So they're like, yeah. They're like, if you're cool with it, I'm cool with it. So we had everybody check out. She was okay. She Next thing you know, she back to singing and crying. And we're on our way to the runway. So we get ready to take off. I get another call. I call the pilots to tell her we had to stop and turn back around. I can hear her from all the way. She's all the way in the back. I'm all the way up front. I hear her up front banging on the side of the airplane. <laughs> and she's singing some songs <laughs> also. Um, <laughs> talking about, uh, Mama, I'm coming home to you. We gonna die. And all this or whatever. So being the fact that she was yelling to us and we gonna die, girl, you got to get off the damn plane. Now you saying to everybody. So we had to turn around to the gate, have the gate agents come on and remove her from the flight. And everybody was like, thank you. We appreciate you. So it's like there's moments where we do try. So we're all not mean or nasty or just doing stuff just to do it. We have rules in place for a reason, but... I don't know. That just kind of came in mind. It was funny during the moment. It was sad because I wanted her to get where she had to go. I'm like, girl, you got to go because this is too much. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. So basically, so with all our crazy situations, we we got a lot of stories today. But do you guys have any key takeaways uh, or anything that you got out of flying? Uh, be nice to your flight attendants, but also just like be nice to people in general. It's not just flight attendants. Be nice to anyone in the service industry. It's really not that hard to just be a decent human. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone can do it, I promise. No, it's kind of going to say the same else? thing. I mean, be just like we have to be kind of patient with guests, like be patient with us as well, because you have no idea what happened before. You got on the plane, just like you don't know what happened with them. So get everybody a little a little grace and uh we'll go a long way. So Okay, so for me, kind of already what y'all said, um, but a big thing for me that I learned from it, um, that common sense just really is not common. <laughs> no. I mean, I hate to no. say it, but it's it's not like if I have to continuously tell you how to open a, a bathroom door, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I came here for, but from a, on a serious note, um, I mean, flying, it really, it really, it, it was a growing experience for me. So I think it just really, it, it just really gave a lot to me, but, um, takeaway, I don't know. I gained a lot. I will say I gained a good, you know, set of three friends right here. So definitely like, I, and I know that I will continue to be in contact with you all for the rest of my life. So mm-hmm. that's my takeaway. Yeah. Well, girl, I ain't going to say all that because they have stuff to do, but anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so as far as my key takeaway of flying is I learned, uh, I learned, <laughs> I learned a lot about compassion. I mean, I felt like I was already compassionate. But it, it, it put me in the mindset of thinking about others as well while thinking about myself. But it also has taught me that basically I can do anything. Because, um, again, just the, just the process itself of training, um, me having to readjust my lifestyle, 
me just having to rent just anything. And people already know before I even became a flight attendant that I don't mind moving from place to place or doing anything anyway. But this just kind of added basically to another level. Even going out of country, this was my first time doing an out of country experience when I started flying. So it just taught me a lot. And, and it told me, and it taught me that I can move forward no matter what obstacles are in my way. Um, I can move forward no matter who's in my life and who's out of my life. And basically that everything is dependent upon me and the growth that I have. So it, it, it grew me a lot. Um, I don't know if I'll be a flight attendant forever, but there's definitely a lot of key takeaways that I can take away from this one career that will allow me to be successful in my next. So with that being said, I appreciate you ladies coming on today. Again, you are my faves. This was fun as always. I wish you guys could really fully see the full effect of us, but of course we got to keep it cute because we can't name drop us too much skin that we are still employed. But I wanted y'all to get a gist of what it was just to kind of be the life of a flight attendant. Um, if you got any other questions, about it um of course it's not a good time to apply but anything else definitely just make sure you guys contact me you know my email my dm information oh also before i go um i wanted to adriana is one of the ones that actually got me started on this podcast so it was another honor to have her on here because she's the one that got me being a podcaster she's the one that you guys heard when i did the social justice um with george floyd um mm -hmm. her and chelsea so i appreciate both of them so i'm happy i have her on hopefully i can have her on again um you guys please make sure you visit her podcast and what, what's the name of the podcast it's called something sometimes you know, surviving, thriving surviving. <laughs> yes surviving sometimes thriving and they have a lot of great topics um Basically, just like me, it's kind of speaking about everyday life. Um, one of them that I still need to go back to were wasn't about like horse oh, or something. Oh, yeah. We have a Witch yeah. Wednesdays now. Talking about all the spooky spiritual <laughs> <topics>. <laughs> Yeah, so it, it's more so. So it's, it's a catchy name, but it's more so a spiritual situation. So a lot of y'all, they'll be like, oh, witch, don't get scared. It's just a fun topic, y'all. Just a podcast. It ain't gonna kid it. Um, so she has that going on. She also has a lot of photography stuff. What's your uh, website? For uh, your it's photography? on Instagram. It's adrianamichelle.com. Okay. So basically make sure you go visit that. Uh, Francis, she has started her own juicing called Coco Gin. So I'm proud of her for doing that. So you had any information? Uh, um, yes. Uh, see, you know, the pandemic actually does, you know, do great things. But, um, but yes, I have started a, a juice business, and um, you can reach me at my IG handle is at Coco Gin. So C O C O G I N underscore Juice J U I C E. And also, she does assist a lot. So if you are on the East Coast and you're interested in getting a consultation, I don't know if she's taking any clientele, but she could probably answer some questions or place you in the right direction. And lastly, we got my girl, Big Booty Judy, Miss <laughs> Tiffany. Her only, I do her not only own fans account. Is... <laughs> <laughs> do not come for me. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, she's on there making pizzas and rolls and brushing her teeth. So if you want to see her day to day interactions. <laughs> now, do you want to leave them off with anything? Your no. Instagram, anything you got going on? I'm all private because I don't trust y'all. So. Okay. <laughs> she is very, and it's, and it's, and it's and nothing it. wrong with that at all. It is nothing wrong with that at all. So, yeah, I appreciate y'all coming in. We are going to be signing out. As you all know, my name is Mike. You hear Selfology. My contact information is Mike Selfology, 101 at Gmail. Instagram is Mike, M-Y-K, underscore 2020 for Instagram. My Facebook, friends only. So if you got it, you got it. If you don't, you don't. Same thing with my number. But with that being said, I love y'all. Y'all make sure y'all are safe out there in these streets, and we are out.